Welcome to the Data Rockstars Coffee Pod with me, Kelly Peters. And me, Regina Lally. So last week, Regina, we had Mick Livesey from Oxford Football City Club join us to talk about the National Cybersecurity Report on Sporting Organisations and Data Protection and Cyber Incidents. And um, when we were talking about prepping for this, we both felt that actually talking about another passion of ours would be quite cool. And we touched on running, yeah. which to be fair, you do more than me. At the moment. And I just thought it'd be really useful to kind of talk to our listeners about some of the challenges that are faced with grassroots running clubs in relation to does data protection apply to them and how those clubs have had to manage COVID and getting runners back into organised running events once a week, but making sure that you're doing it in line with government guidelines and not breaching data protection. Yeah. And obviously as a only a member of the Whitney Running Club, you're also a member of the committee. I thought it'd be quite useful for you to share your experience with our listeners. Yeah, for sure. So it's been something obviously that I've been able to help them with as a committee member and make sure that the we always are thinking about data protection as a club because I think the first question there that you asked around does it apply is absolutely it does apply to us you know we collect information about our members we need to know who they are collect membership fees from them you know make sure that when we're allowed to race that you know people are entered into races if it's a club event so yes and, and obviously we have a junior section as well so there's also children's information being collected so we have to make sure that we're treating it respectfully and making sure that we're collecting it for the right reasons and use it in the right way. And um, England Athletics, because I was looking at this earlier, uh, talked about that it's not just about what you collect, it's also about what you share. So you will register your members with England Athletics so they can get an England Athletics card um, and you're potentially sharing it with other organizations such as if you are running a festival a running event or you know a bigger kind of event that involves other clubs coming to data will be shared absolutely so you know for example Whitney Roadrunners we take part in the Oxfordshire cross-country Oxford Male League every year and you know as individuals we don't enter that because it's a club event you have to be a member of England Athletics you have to be a member of Whitney Roadrunners or one of the other Oxfordshire based clubs and as such there's a team captain that takes all of our information so they'll have our, our name date of birth England Athletics number you know the date of birth is important for the age categories and they will share that with the organizing team and make sure that we're all entered properly so and there will be different people that manage different sections so we have to make sure that we've got the right information and that people do know that their information is being used and shared and generally you know it's quite a simple ask because people understand that to be able to enter races they do it a lot for themselves that you need to share that information but it is about the people who are responsible for for booking people on know that that's the reason they have the information and not to use it in, in any other sense and yeah. people are, are very much okay with that yeah and I'd be surprised if anybody wasn't okay with that but I suppose the challenge you also have is about being transparent with all the members especially if with kids who are members of the junior kind of group being clear about what you collect and why you collect that information and obviously there's a, a lot of engagement with parents and guardians there and one of the things and this is quite interesting just in terms of one of the things that the junior section have done again to manage the number of entries because they will take part in more county-based competitions on a, on a usual basis they'll be traveling around and competing against other other county teams and they obviously then need to know and have that data ready and available. One of the things that they looked to was um, an app that was 
specifically focused on managing sports teams. So it's not just for running. It's I think they it can be used for football, cricket, you know, anything, swim clubs, anything where you need to make sure that people are turning up or entered or coming to a particular event or session um, and it, it allows it does allow payments so it's called spond and it, it's based in sweden it's uh it's i the team did ask me and sort of have to have a look at the privacy section of it and to check that we were happy as a club before proceeding with it for the for the junior section particularly and absolutely the way that it all works is really good and for that the parents have the the access to the app and they manage like responding to whether or not their children are going to attend a particular or if they need kit they pay for it through that and it was working really well for the juniors and one of the things that we then looked to do in terms of coming back post-covid was is this something that could then work for the seniors i have to say it's been a really really good way of managing the track and trace requirements because i think that presents quite a big challenge for clubs um, in the same way that it does for hospitality venues you know we did that kind of infographic about what you need to think about when collecting that sort of data if you're not used to collecting attendance data Mm -hmm. and that's something that's challenging and I, I know that there are clubs that have kept it very simple but it then becomes challenging in terms of privacy so if you've just got a list of club members names and then you include addresses alongside that that and get people to tick off when they've attended or contact numbers it's very difficult because then everybody else can see that information across the club and and you need to remember that there's potential for it to be abused you hope it won't be you know this is a club this is a a volunteer for the the people running it and people engaging in it are are generally people that are known to you but there's still that risk that potentially somebody might get some information that one individual doesn't want them to have. So we always have to bear that in mind. And I think Spond really helps with that. So we looked to, it's a really good little system. You kind of put out, we've, we've done it in a way that we'll do different paced groups over different distances. We have a maximum of six places per group. So we're keeping within the government guidelines. And between a couple of us on the committee, we'll push out to the members who've signed up to Spond. These are the events that are happening. Can you indicate whether you're going to come or not? And we've asked people to lead the group so that we've got like, uh, sorry, paste them so that they've got kind of somebody who's taking responsibility for the yeah. route. But it allows people to actually indicate, yes, we're coming. They can drop out if their plans change and allows us as a committee. So there's a few of us that will go around and organise and just say, yep, these people are here and they've attended. So that then if we need to go back and have a look and say, well, actually, hopefully it won't happen, touch wood. But if a COVID positive test came through from somebody who's attended an evening, we'll know at the group that they've been running in and then we'll be able to inform people and say this is this has happened you need to obviously follow the next government guidelines around track and trace and and getting tests and so forth it's good in that members themselves can determine who sees the data so either you can have it so that your contact details are available to the other members or just to administrators so we've kept administrators within the committee and the committee will be to say that they understand they're only using those details for running club purposes and that's the thing it's very much about understanding the limitations and not taking it outside of that because you've got access to that data and making sure that people are when they're using and seeing the information that they know that that's the reason that they have it and if they wanted to contact somebody outside of the app for a different purpose that they would have to ask them for their number in the same way that they would as if they didn't have it through the usual channels yeah that's really interesting because i think one of the challenges that the hospitality industry are facing and has hit the press is how 
some individuals within restaurants and pubs have been misusing track and trace information in terms of they find they've seen someone very attractive rather than doing the stand well i would hope standard go up to someone ask and have a conversation and then consider exchanging data they've taken it upon themselves to find the, the details and then contact them and unsurprisingly the individual's been like well who are you how did you get my details i thought they were liberty for track and trace so it's useful that you've set that parameters to everybody to say this is all it can be used for as opposed to the risk of having it on a piece of paper or you know where club members were to meet you are exposing that potential risk you do trust people but there is that kind of exposure that oh someone could misuse this information yeah and i think it is about just being mindful that people might be on the you know might there, there are people out there who don't have good intentions and that they might decide that they want to join various groups, not just running, but they want to sort of get involved to find out information or to, and it, it, I'm sure it doesn't happen often, but there, we need to do the best that we can to make sure that we're not putting people's information at risk when there are club members. And so doing yeah. little things and making sure that we're treating the data with respect as if you know in the same way that we do as an organization you know we'd expect other organizations to treat our data then it's important that just because you're coming to a club run and you want your data to be safe as well so I think we and a lot of the members have kind of said that they're really impressed with how it works and yeah I think it's it's something that's worked really well and obviously what we have to do is to make sure when you know people are signing up we tell them this is the way that we use the app it's a requirement of being a member of the club at the moment because of track and trace but it's something that I think that we will continue to use because it's worked really well for keeping people together in smaller groups as well and making sure that people know who they're running with and actually that's quite a nice thing they kind of they can see in advance these are the people who are doing that that run and I kind of I know who I'm going to be with and people are not getting lost and all that kind of risk as well around Whitney running around going where are where is everyone so um, it's um, it's a really good app and I think it's something that obviously it came from the junior section up to the seniors and I'm really happy it has and it's you know but I would encourage clubs to look at are there ways that they can explore options for what's out there that can use data in a good way can be secure just needs to take a little bit of time to think how it can be implemented and not necessarily just go down the excel spreadsheet route or you know and it's a it's a free app they if you use it to take payments then they take a little fee off that and i believe that's how they make the money but they're not from the privacy statements they're not using the data to to sell or anything like that so to me it looks like a a good clean app that is really helpful for grassroots sports to organize themselves and in in this current climate that ability to know who's coming in in groups with um, will really help clubs reliant on volunteers to manage some some quite significant demands around data collection without stretching people so and this is obviously putting you on the spot and what (laughs) you want to tell other running clubs not just about you know how you've managed covid but data protection as a whole what would be the three simple things that you would say any running club or any athletic club should consider Oh, thanks for that. So <laughs> I think think it's probably similar that if you are looking to introduce anything that is a new app or software or anything that's going to help you manage member information, that you think about the privacy behind that or the where is it stored. The same as if you were 
in working in a business, you know, as much as we're a voluntary club, the data that we're holding is significant to individuals. You know, there's a information around, you know, the basic contact details. It's all personal data. So you've got to make sure you manage that properly. So any decisions you're making around systems to use, make sure that you do the, the, the research into them and that they are appropriate. I think just making sure that your committee members and those who manage the membership, again, know how they're storing that. If they are using Excel spreadsheets to, to manage membership, make sure that that's kept securely on your own systems, that you put it backed up somewhere so that you don't lose all that information, that you know how long you need to keep it for. I know that it was a bit of a what's the word some people were a little bit sad when we were looking back and and we had quite a lot of old historic member data again it's how much do you really need that i know that there's yeah. a history there but actually if it's not current it's not to date we don't need to keep it so we have we shortened our retention times quite a lot and third tip if somebody says can I think again it's that kind of sharing of information <laughs> then you know if somebody asks for the data you know sometimes it'll be like oh i want to get in touch with so and so because i want to arrange a run with them probably it'd be fine for and that, that people in the most instance would be happy but it's actually about making sure that you check with the individual whose data you would be sharing and put them in touch with each other in a way that both sides know and are happy with rather than it just sharing data out there i think that's sometimes you can forget because you just think oh well they must know each other they're members or you know there are channels and avenues that we use as as clubs you know we've got facebook groups we've got now spond it's not always necessary to have to share email addresses or or personal telephone numbers with other members to put them in touch they they can find that that way of connecting so um, cool. and making sure that people have got different ways of connecting is helpful because not everybody uses the same same mediums now so very true. I would say to everyone that's listening, we can give um, a link to the Spond app. So if anyone's interested in what that is, we, uh, the, in the notes of the podcast, we can make that available, as well as the England Athletics Guidelines on uh, GDPR compliance. That's us in terms of uh, the whistle stop tour of running and uh, GDPR. So thank you for sharing your wisdom, Regina. That's all right. Um, bit different absolutely i'd say if there are any um athletics clubs out there that have any questions about data protection or anyone else that's listened to this podcast um send them to coffee at dbuk.com and if you there's a particular subject you'd like us to cover let us know but we'll be back next week for another coffee and podcast so 